You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Bad Porch Top Podcast. I'm your coach, Jason. Your coach, Danny. Fans, we have a full show for you today. NFL Talk. Otani, he's getting paid. And a little bit on uh, the NBA uh, in the season tournament. But first, Danny, right into the NFL, where your Atlanta Falcons uh, went to bed, man. Uh, Ritter goes ahead and um, he doesn't throw into the end zone uh, at the end there. Had the opportunity to win it. Uh, you all were driving, and uh, that drive drive came to an end. What say you about your Atlanta Falcons? Another game, man, where this is like five games now where they've blown at the end. This was a game that went back and forth with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was in control. We asked, Ritter had an interception, was almost a pick six, but Tampa Bay went ahead and scored like two plays later, and then it was a safety. Young Way Koo missed a field goal, a key field goal in the first half. He just wasn't on yesterday. But all in all, man, the defense didn't do it at the end. Tampa Bay comes in and does their thing. We did have a shot, like you mentioned, at the end. Key play in that drive, though, was the first play. We had two timeouts, 30, 40 seconds left. Ritter has the ball, and he has open field in front of him. Instead of him running up and then going out of bounds because there was no one there. He decides to throw it in the middle of the field for an eight-yard game, which then they have to blow a timeout because if they keep that second timeout, they have a shot to move forward a little bit closer so it's not as deep of a pass at the end of the game, which he threw 10 yards short of the end zone. So it was just a wasted effort on the offense side of the ball because Kyle Pitts scored. Drake London had a monster game. 10 receptions, 172 yards. Ritter threw for 347. Bijan scored. So it was one of those games, man, that may be one of the final nails in the coffin for Arthur Smith. Now we still have four games left, but Tampa Bay is currently in first place just due to tiebreakers. The Saints won yesterday, so we're all six and seven. Um, and we do end with the Saints at the end of the year. It's it's inexcusable. Fourth quarter again, another collapse. It's it's just hard being a Falcons fan, man. I just tell you that, man. They brought Goldberg out yesterday at the beginning. He slammed some dude when he came out. Fans were hype, and, and that's what another uh, heartbreaking loss. We have Carolina next week. It's a I game they not. should win. Uh, that's a game you all should win, exactly. Uh, I would say, Danny, this weekend in the NFL were full of surprises, in my opinion. One surprise uh, was that of the uh, Phil Duncan Eagles getting manhandled by the Cowboys. But as I mentioned before, man, the Philadelphia Eagles schedule is just brutal. And I could honestly see them um, struggling during this phase of their schedule. This is, I'll just list off the, the last five games. 
a few games here. Uh, they did play the Cowboys uh, November 5th, where they won. Then they went to the Chiefs. They won. Played the Bills. They won. Those three games in a row by itself is a lot. And we're talking about three games at that point in time in a matter of 21 days. Um, and two of those games were within a week's time frame of each other. So that's just a whole lot of traveling. Uh, but then also, after they played the Bills, they went ahead and played the 49ers, and they got blasted. Uh, then they played the Cowboys. So a tough schedule here for the Eagles. Uh, they do have the opportunity to get some get back and get get right here. As they, for the final four games of the season, uh, they played the Giants twice. Uh, and then they also played the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So they can get some rest. Uh, they can also uh, get mended here and refine their lineup and refine their plays against the lowly Giants right now here, uh, as well as the Cardinals. But um, that was a surprise to me, Danny. The other surprise to me uh, as well is in the division, I did not see this coming, man. In the NFC North, the Bears beat the Lions 28 to 13. You kidding me? I did not see that coming. Uh, and this to me shows just how inconsistent the Detroit Lions are. And I don't see them necessarily, they'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them necessarily making a huge dent in the playoffs, uh, quite frankly. Um, so we'll see with the Lions. Uh, the other game that caught my attention here was the Bills and Chiefs, uh, where the Bills go in the arrowhead, escapes with the win. The last play that was penalized that would have sealed the game for the Chiefs uh, was called back uh, due to uh, an offsides, offensive offsides uh, against the uh, Chiefs themselves. And the Bills prevail, man. They escaped 2017, and they're they remain in the playoff hunt. I just don't, I don't know about this Bills team. I don't know about the this Chiefs team either. We'll see. Uh, but a surprise to me, nonetheless, the game that I'm pretty certain nobody watched, the Minnesota Vikings against the Raiders, man. I was one of those lonely few. <laughs> you watched the game, man? Oh my I God, did. Man. How in the world did you deal with that? It was like, so bad, it was good, because no one could score. Vikings win three to nothing. Are you kidding me? I know Devontae Adams has got to be like, man, get me the hell out of Las Vegas. They showed him on the, at the towards the end of the game. Yeah, that was pretty much what it said on his face. Yeah, man, get me out of here. Um, so those are the games that you know caught my eye. Uh, one of the games tonight, the Giants against the Packers. I I will be watching in particular. I want to uh, see how Jordan Love does and to, uh, in his play. Uh, but then also an interesting game uh, tonight, the Titans against the uh, Dolphins. And I'm curious as to how the Titans will come out on the heels of the news 
of the passing of Frank Whitecheck. Uh, many of you remember uh, Music City Miracle. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank Whitecheck was tied in at the time who threw the pass um, to lead the Titans uh, to victory, I believe, in the playoffs. Uh, and so my condolences, our condolences to the Whitecheck family. Packers Giants, I'm picking Packers here big, but as they say, it looks good on paper. That's why you play the games. So those are the games that stood out to me. How about you, Danny? Uh, one thing, Jason, I forgot to mention from the Atlanta game, that's really a kick in the stomach. Mike Evans had one catch. Jared Goff on the road against Chicago. Jared Goff outside on the road is never a great combination. There's no consistency. They, I don't know what it is with Detroit right now, but they keep keep losing like this. Minnesota or Green Bay can sneak up on them. Uh, Minnesota plays them twice to finish the season. I don't see that happening, but um, just because Minnesota and their quarterback situation and obviously that three to zero game, but you just don't want anything like that where doubt starts setting in ahead of the playoffs. The Kansas City game, I don't understand what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and all them were bugging out about. I'm like, now, you know, as they start talking more and more about it, he was all he was he was offside. And I get it because it was a great play that Kelsey made with the uh backwards pass to Kadarius Tony. Yeah. to score the touchdown. It was an awesome play. But I think now it's some frustration setting in. Kelsey's slowing down. Uh, they didn't have Pacheco either. So it kind of says a lot, too, about Buffalo. But for them to lose the way they did, I think it's just more frustration than anything right now. And Denver is starting to uh, gain, you know, gain some gains on, games on them. So that, you know, that's got to be sitting in the back of their minds that they can't lose too many more games because Denver's right there, the way they've been playing. So it was uh, definitely an interesting weekend of football. Like you said, your boys play tonight against the Giants. They are on the road. And you know the Giants, what they're going to do. You know, give it to Saquon Barkley. And they do have, you know, decent receivers. But if Saquon, Saquon can get going – he might can make the game interesting. The Packers should not lose this game, but that's one Achilles heel for that team is stopping the run. And you know, Saquon, they're going to feed him. So if he can get going, there could be a possible upset, but I, I don't see that happening in that game. And Danny Shohei Otani gets paid 10 years, $700 million, man. You kidding me? Uh, and he's moving teams too. Going over to the LA Dodgers, uh, not obviously far from Anaheim Angels. Uh, and I'll just say this, Danny, he is getting paid. I am not mad at him one bit. If they're willing to pay you that much, go for it. If they're willing to put a great team around you to win championships, go for it. This contract is the richest in baseball history. And it's by more than $250 million, which uh, tops uh, Mike Trout's uh, contract, which was 12 years, $426 million. But, you know, the Dodgers are all about, all about championships. 
So if you're going to put some pieces around him, he already got pieces around him, man. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, Mookie. Yeah, Freddie. I mean, you got some pieces already there. Huge contract. I don't think it's going to be necessarily 10 years. I think it could be one of those where contractually they have extended it even beyond his playing career. The Bobby Bonilla deal. The Bobby Bonilla deal, man. And <laughs> I am not mad at him one bit if that is the case. Um, so congratulations to Shohei Otani, man, getting that money. Now, Danny, on to basketball where the in-season playing tournament has come to an end and your late show has won. LeBron uh, gets the MVP. He gets the trophy, and they get $500,000 apiece. I'll say this, Danny. I think this was a success. Uh, but one of the things that I think we really need to talk about here is that of what happened on Thursday night when the Milwaukee Plugs, Bucks played the Pacers, took an L there, 128-119. And there are reports that um, there was some locker room tension between the players, some of the players, and uh, the coaching staff. In particular, y'all can read it, man. This is uh, reported, it's alleged. Uh, in particular, Bobby Portis. Uh, Giannis said some things even in his post-game uh, pressure about uh, being organized. Danny, this is game number, I want to say, 22 mm -hmm. for Milwaukee Bucks. You gave it 20 games. I gave it 15 games. I don't know how much longer uh, Coach is going to be there. Giannis alluded to them not having practice, which I, I get. Them not having practice, them um, practicing together, you know, fleshing a lot of that out. But I would think that at some point, coaching comes to play a huge role in that, mm -hmm. to, to have the organization, whatever the case may be. You've got other coaches. Now, I'll say, if you look at Philadelphia 76ers, you know what kind of offense they're running. You know that you can tell that they're organized. We're completely opposite. Mm -hmm. We're just, I think, winning off of talent, not because of the plays that's being called you know, at the very end here. This is going to be a problem. Um, we'll see what happens by game 50 with this coach. Yep. But... It ain't looking good, man. What say you, Danny, about the in-season tournament and about the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, first, congratulations to the Lakers. Anthony Davis put up a monster game on Saturday night, 40 and 20. It's funny because if you look at this. A game that doesn't count on the stat books. It does not. But it's one of those things, like, if you look back at this same time last year and how the games were played, it did. It gave some extra – umph to the games they actually have something to play for i think lebron was talking in the post game about that where it gives an opportunity for the younger guys to kind of see that playoff ball before you actually see it so if you haven't played in this type of environment it exposes the team to something like that and some crucial moments on how you can use that going into april may and june you know if you're afforded that opportunity so that's where i think looking at it play out you know we've we kind of were waiting to see how this did, you know, played out. But seeing that and seeing some of the intensity, I think it 
benefits teams to see that and kind of see how you react. Like, like you talked about the Bucks and the Pacers. The Bucks weren't playing a lick of defense, and they didn't, they didn't change. The Pacers were getting to their spots, and they weren't knocking the Pacers off their spots. And the Pacers are actually missing a lot of three-pointers because, you know, they shoot a high volume of three-pointers. They had a lot of open looks. They just didn't knock down. Halliburton, you know, alluded to that in his post-game press conference. So that all being said, I think it was something, you know, where it benefits the players that don't make a lot of money. So they get that in their bank accounts. It gives a team like the Lakers, who's been who have been struggling outside of this tournament, an opportunity to kind of galvanize a little bit and kind of find themselves. And now they can take this and catapult forward because they were struggling outside of this tournament. Now they have some momentum. And I'm assuming they'll give LeBron some time off, you know, in here, you know, get rested a little bit, not, you know, tone down the minutes. But now some of these other players who were struggling, like Austin Reeves, for example, I'll use him, that he can start, you know, getting forward. They got Gabe Vincent supposedly coming back. So from the Lakers' standpoint, this was a great benefit from the Pacers even because they're a young team. Now they've seen some of this. This may help them down the road. I don't know how much it's going to help their defense because they don't play any defense. But it's something that can, you know, be built upon. Uh, so from a young team's perspective and everything like that, I think it was a great experience to see how it went and how it, it was kind of surreal actually watching them celebrate. <laughs> it was like, uh, but at the same time, man, you know, it's, it's a little small grind. So uh, give, give them a, give the players a taste of that. And now, um, now we're back to the regular season and Christmas holiday will be the next, big event from the NBA perspective that I see. And Danny, I think this this tournament has been a success. Uh, I think uh, the NBA has something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just when we have to be, had to be some tweaks here and there, um, dog, quite honestly. Um, but I think they're on to something here. Did they really need this tournament to gauge uh, additional uh, eyeballs to the screen and everything? I don't think so. Uh, I agree with you. It did provide an extra oomph, but, you know, I think with the short amount of time for training camp and preseason and new teammates and everything, I think the stars were, they had to play during the season anyway to try to figure things out. Yep. I think we'll see more of that moving forward. So take the in-season playing tournament out of it. I think the competition would have been there just purely because the team needs to be on the floor together anyway because of the low practice time, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I think adding the additional tournament with the additional money and there are reports that they requested more money in a pot uh, moving forward, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think uh, this is something good for the NBA. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. 
Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.